Welcome to another edition of Revealing the Diamond. I'm your host, Tiaga Prem Singh. Today we're talking about the Flames of Boldness. Uh, this is in reference to August the 8th, which just happened. I was talking a little bit about astrology. Uh, again, I'm not an astrologer, but am definitely interested in all the occult tools and spiritual tools available to us for a deeper understanding of who I am. I use them as mirrors to see who I am am in reflection to them, just like if you were to, you know, with regards to revealing the diamond, if you held the diamond in front of a mirror, the uh, mirror would reflect back to the diamond all of its qualities, but the mirror wouldn't be the diamond. Or in Zen uh, philosophy or teaching, uh, the, the techniques are the finger pointing at the moon, they're not the moon, that kind of thing. So I use a few uh, references really into the Toth deck of uh, the Tarot, so I talk a little bit about that and um, yeah just about gathering uh, your your strength to show up uh, in the world and live your destiny and that's really what revealing the diamond is all about so i appreciate all of you listening and uh, the numbers have been amazing that means people are getting the podcast uh, if you want to support the podcast please share it with your friends um, you can also share it on your Instagram or your social media accounts. If you want to get in touch with me, you can get in touch with me at Tiaga Prem uh, on Instagram or Tiaga Prem at thedharmatemple.com via email. Or you can also check out at the Dharma Temple uh, on Instagram as well just to see what we're up to. Uh, if you'd like me to be a guest on your podcast or come and teach uh, at your yoga centers and festivals, please hit me up on those platforms. Um, also wanted to just give a shout out to anyone out there who's interested in deeper study. Uh, we have the Aquarian Luminosity program happening at Dharma Temple. It's a six month immersive program uh, studying Kundalini Yoga, tea meditation, uh, as well as whatever else inspires my partner, uh, Kelly and Priyakor and I, uh, to do the work that we're doing in the world. Um, and all of, even if you live far away, it just requires you to be in Vancouver one uh, weekend per month for six months. It starts in September. So if you feel called to exploring this technology in a deeper uh, way that is not dogmatic, that you don't have to, uh, you know, you don't have to become anything or, or uh, join a religion or buy into any kind of viewpoint. Ultimately, what we want is to use the technology to bring your best self forward. And I found it to be the most effective of all the tools I've come across, of which there are many, but it is the primary vehicle through which I teach and through which I show up uh, as a person in recovery, as a sober dad, as a person who continues to collect records and go to rock and roll shows, and as a person who continues to play music and be an artist, and as a person who's interested in environmentalism and uh, living a plant-based lifestyle, and, and those are all things that are important to me. And I, I, and I get to do all those things with, with less bullshit. It's kind of like uh, I like to have, we call them Kalsa beers or Yogi beers. So it's a non-alcoholic beer in the summer. Once in a while I have uh, one of those because I like the ritual and tradition of it, but I'm not into the alcohol. And my partner, she always says, yeah, drinking the Kalsa beers. It's like regular beer without the stupid. And I love that, you know, it's like the whole experience of the practices that I do. It's like experiencing Tiago Prem Singh the real person without the stupid. Most of the time, you know, it's like, uh, I, I heard Willie Nelson say recently that he said, 
um, you know, there is wisdom all around at all times, even though stupidness abounds. Pretty wise words from one of the great masters who's been an inspiration in my life. So without further rambles, uh, thank you for tuning in to Revealing the Diamond. Please share the podcast with your friends. And here we go into the discourse uh, surrounding August 8th. Some people were talking about the Lion's Portal. Um, we're looking at it through the lens of the Flames of Boldness and Kundalini Yoga at the Dharma Temple in Vancouver, British Columbia on planet Earth. Love you all. Satnam. And the name of the class is called uh, Facing the Flames of Boldness. Sounds like you might need some valor <laughs> for that, you know. And there's a lot of conversation about the Lion's Gate. Have you heard about this? Yes. Yeah. In astrology. So I, t I have this friend, uh, we call him the White Wizard, his name's Siri Dave, he's a super tapped-in guy. Sometimes you see him around here, um, he's a tea master and an astrologer and like my go-to person whenever I'm like, what's the deal with this? Like I'm really into the tarot, but astrology, I'm, I'm, I dabble, you know, but I love anything sort of occult and different tools to see how everything fits together. And what he was saying is that people are talking about the Lion's Gate because in Western astrology, the sun is moving into Leo. But in Vedic astrology, it ain't have happened yet, which is sort of interesting. And Vedic astrology follows the planets as they are now, not as they were, which is also sort of interesting. Now, I'm no astrologer, so you can, you know, do your own homework on that. But what he did say that I think is cool is that both in Western and Eastern astrology, Mars is in Leo. Make sense? So at zero degrees, actually, yesterday in uh, Vedic astrology. So both are in Leo. So I was like, all right, great. We've got a starting point to study this, you know, because I could just go on the Internet and gather a bunch of information. But who knows if that's real? Did you ever see the, there was a TV commercial in the 90s about the house hippo? Yes. <laughs> There's like this hippo that's like crawling through someone's home and like eating potato chips and like, yeah, kind, of, yeah kind of like if a rodent got into your house and it seems really believable and then at the end they say like, don't believe everything you see on TV. Yeah, you understand? House hippo is not real. <laughs> Even though as a child you're like, I wish it was real because that's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, this time, I mean, I should see if we can find on YouTube and Joe Marley. For two reasons, right? One, because the house hippo is rad. And the second reason, because there's a great message there. So one thing I know for sure, as far as astrology is concerned, is that uh, Mars is in Leo. So I thought, okay, well, let's look at the tarot. And then Mars in Leo is the seven of wands. And I really like the Toth deck. That comes from Aleister Crowley. And what is the word that is associated with the Seven of Wands? Now's your cue. Valor. Yeah, you got it. Valor. Great courage. So, and, and he called the card the Flames of Boldness, which means that you're going to have to have some kind of experience of who you are to face external circumstances. The master Grunanik, the first master of the Sikhs, he said it like this, I wear it on my wrist every day. Uh, he said, Ad such, Jugad such, Habi such, Nanakahosi be such. 
It means you were born infinite, you're infinite your whole life, you're infinite even now, and you will always be infinite. When you understand that, you can approach any circumstance with great value, uh, valor, or value. <laughs> that slipped right in there, I didn't have that in my mind, you know. But that's what it means. It means that you know who you are, you're going to come up against some challenges in this life, so do it. The flames of boldness. Make sense? And we're moving out of cancer, so what are some uh, qualities of cancer? I know because my business partner and my part life partner are both born on the same day, and they're cancers. It means what? They're deep feelers. You know, and this last little bit of time, I don't know about you, but I've had some of that. You know, I've done some deep spiritual work uh, over the last little bit, and I've had some deep feelings. So the question is, what are you, we're the sun is really close to the earth, you feel it. I live on the third floor of a heritage house, so I really feel it. It's hot up there. So what are you going to do with this deep feeling? The question is, what are you being called to do? And then you can use this energy, this valor to face it. So take a moment, sit tall, close your eyes. We want to make this tangible, right? So you can hold it in your hand before we go deep into the experiential work. And I want you to reflect on this last little bit of time. And I want you to reflect on what it is that you're being called to do or to be. Examine it. Maybe you don't know. That's okay too. Somebody asked Yogi Bhajan once, you know, I love doing my sadhana, but I feel like I'm confused all the time. What do I do if I get confused? And you know what he said? If you figure it out, let me know. <laughs> it's a great answer. Okay, so you got a general idea of what you're being called to do or to be. And then I want you to think about some potential block. If y'all don't have a block, then you'd already be it or doing it. So there's got to be something there. And it may seem big or it may seem small. Yogiji gave us the five Aquarian Sutras. One of them, he said, there's a way through every block. Not some blocks. Just be aware of the block, because today we're going to be busting down blocks. So it might be a good idea to know what those are. All right, and then you can open your eyes. Everybody got something? It'd be strange to go to Kundalini Yoga class. You're like, yeah, I don't really have any blocks. You'd be like, there's the door. <laughs> I got a lot, you know. I got some. There's a, a line in a Mac Miller song where he says, I got demons that are as big as my house. I can relate. You know, he didn't, he didn't make it past those demons this time around. But man, he sure, that last album, I don't know if you've heard the latest album before he passed away. There's some deep, profound truths in that record. And it's also produced by Rick Rubin, one of the greatest yogis of all time, so gotta be good. 
But when you fan these flames of boldness, face these flames of boldness, it's good to remember this concept from the Sikh tradition that's so meaningful to me. I'll wear this sword around my neck as a reminder. Have you heard of it? It's called Chardikala. Have you heard those words, Chardikala? It means spirit rising, regardless of circumstance. It's all good to be spirit rising, you know, like I'm at the... Uh, yesterday, I took my daughter to the Museum of Anthropology. They have a display there or an exhibit there on puppets from around the world. It's so rad, so if you get a chance, go check it out. But we're like laughing and having a great time. Spirit rising while I'm doing that, it's easy. No problem. You know. But when she's like slept over at her auntie's house, and so she did not sleep very much, and she comes home and she's like an emotional basket case and super hard to deal with. Can I call on Charity Kala then? That's the challenge, you know, or dealing with your, you know, your in-laws or something like that. I think Ram Dass said it best and he said, you think you're awakened? Go spend a month and live at your family's house with your parents and tell me how awakened you are. You know, you'll come off that cloud pretty quick. But if you practice, you can be in that state of Charikala on a regular basis. And when you forget, what do you do? First step, forgive yourself right away. Don't hang on to it. Making sense? And so the idea is to, we've got these things that we were born to do or these people that we're born to be. Everyone has genius in them. It's not something for the select few. That's an old way of thinking. Everyone has genius in them, but they've built these walls that they think are walls of self-preservation to keep you safe. Do you have those? <laughs> you don't have to put your hand up or anything, but actually those walls of self-preservation are walls of self-imprisonment. And they're keeping you from facing the dragon and the dragon is actually your genius. That terrifying step is going to require some serious grit. You know, just like waltz out in front of a dragon, you know? And it's also not the Western idea of the dragon. You know, King Arthur comes out from behind the wall and kills the beast. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the Eastern view of the dragon. The sage uses skillful means, the Buddha called it, to face the dragon, find his way around the backside, climb up on top, and ride the dragon. And what that means is a metaphor to ride the wave of time through space. To ride the wave of time through space. Not be controlled by time and space. A lot of people are controlled by time and space. Like what's the big false idea about time, especially in our world? Time is what? Money. That's the big one, right? Time is money. Also linear, that's a great answer. Uh-huh, time is not money. That's not real. You know, does my daughter think in terms of that? She's more connected to genius because of her age right now. You know, she's in the mystical realm. And then I'm try I try and tell her, oh, well, here's the things about money. Yeah, you may need those as tools, but that's not how it works. The third dimension is not money. Money is energy. It moves. Yes? Okay. So ride the wave of time through space. That's riding the dragon. 
And while you ride it, the spirit is rising. You have the spirit of Charikala. If you don't know what that looks like, just watch uh, How to Train Your Dragon. It's right there. Right? All the normal people, what do they want to do to the dragon? Slay the dragon. But one of them is smart enough to go, ah, don't work like that. Same thing with stress and pressure. These are related to time and space. Oh, I'm so stressed out. I have so much anxiety. I want to get rid of it. That's slay the dragon. You don't want to get rid of it. You can't. Stress is an essential part of life on this planet, is it not? Pressure is a whole part of it too. If there wasn't stress and pressure, you couldn't sit here. You just off into space. So you don't want to get rid of it, you want to learn to ride it, don't you? Which will require valor. I don't know about you, but I got some serious issues. I've been working on my addiction for 20 years. I don't want to get rid of it. If I got rid of it, I couldn't sit here. You know, if I got rid of it, I wouldn't have anything to share. I'd just be like, oh yeah, I just get up every day and nothing challenging happens and I just walk around and have a nice time. And everybody would be like, he's lying. <laughs> you know? So today we're going to do some work to step out past those walls of, you know, keeping you safe. Face a dragon, use the breath, use time and space, use sound to have an experience. Then at the end, we'll use a meditation that's going to fuel your creativity. So you can go out and be creative working with your blocks rather than try and get rid of them or pretend they're not there. Yes? All right.